Hey, uh, 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 Stout, what did we talk about today on the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout? Uh, Billings Premier, um, uh, non eerie theories podcast. <clears throat> Well, we uh, we definitely go through a long list of different people with the last name Carter. That's important. Yeah. To get that out of the way, uh, a clip-heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talking by people who are a lot smarter than maybe me. Yeah, I think possibly you. I'm gonna go ahead and step right into that role with you there, buddy. <laughs> uh, but uh, interesting discussions from the uh, county attorney and. Judge uh, David John Jimmy Carter. Yep. Uh, who owns the brewery? Um, he does. Uh, long and educational clip. Uh, not as many fart jokes as normal, I yeah. would say. Uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, you're going to hear about the, the broken window theory. You're going to hear about graffiti. Yeah. We're going to hear about uh, some dump fees. We're going to not play any Frank for anybody? Nope. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, he needs no platform from us anymore. Yep, yeah, that's right. We demonetized Frank. <laughs> uh, yeah, all that and more on today's The Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. Oh, yeah. Uh, July 26th. We're over halfway through the year. Um, nothing is on fire yet. Locally. Locally. Uh... I can day. tell you by uh, uh, experience that the Stillwater River is still pretty high. Yeah. Fishable, yes. Challenging, yes. Not completely blown out, though? No. No. Clear, nice, wonderful water. I kind of want to get up there this weekend. It's some good water. I mean, it's, it needed it. I mean, yeah. after the last couple of years where it was just dry and low and gnarly, it just fucking blew it out. Um, there is some uh, building material up there if you're looking for two by fours. Oh, like yeah. Six by sixes, some treated stuff. There is a bus up there if you'd like to go and pull that out of a gravel bar. Okay. Uh, up above Old Nye. It's sort of there. How far up did you go? Old Nye. Yeah. Uh, so just before the Stillwater Mine. Yeah. And it just it stops at Stillwater. You can't get past there, right? No, you can. Oh, really? Can you I get- think you could get to Sue Charlie now. Really? Yeah, there's the, they built the road around because the mine is out open and operating. So yeah, I'm sure. guessing the road is open through. Hmm. I know you can't. I think the the bridge into Woodbine is gonzo, isn't it? Yeah. So I think you maybe go around. Maybe you just stop at the Woodbine Bridge and maybe you can hike from there hmm. up into. I didn't go that far, but that's my assumption. Old Nye. Old Nye. Uh, completely changed. Um, yeah. Filled with. Decent rainbows, which was nice. Well, I've been told that those big blowout high water events are really good for fisheries because they create new. Yeah, because Old Eye is like completely different. It's really yeah. It's usually it would just get hammered. Um, it'd be early season boating stuff, uh, but now it's broken off into channels. I mean, there's just gravel everywhere. There's nice habitat for fish. No kidding, uh, but. If you're looking for a, a nice place to go fish, hang out, go up there. And who isn't? I mean, yeah. Uh, this is the Friday Packet with Stocking and Stout. The, the one and only. Billings Premier uh, 
Yeah, Coors Consumption Stop. Your one-stop shop for Coors Consumption. <laughs> the Friday Pack with Stocking Stout. We are on uh, the Grams of Instance. Uh, we also have a Patreon if you like what you hear. Love <clears throat> supporting uh, locally grown media. <laughs> uh, Homeschooled, free range. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Patreon, the the uh, free range, uh, GMO, non GMO. <laughs> Actually, we're we were non GMO, and then we went through a GMO process, and then we became non GMO again. It wow, was quite the transformation. Yeah, um, it was it was really wonderful. Um, Organic, unsalted. Yep. Yep. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns? We we've, we've got a couple, you know, uh, comments and concerns in the email recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you go to the Instagram, there was uh, someone slid into our dms three weeks ago oh really i didn't <laughs> see it <laughs> shit yeah okay uh there's that so we're, we're gonna try to do better we're gonna try to uh react to stuff like that i just i just i don't have the bandwidth for it usually okay um but we're gonna try to do better uh it's uh we're early um we're not even to the next part of the month and we've only got one, two, three, four meetings we can technically go over. I don't think we'll go over the 20th, 25th so much because, I mean, uh, speaking from personal experience, it was the one of the more mind-numbingly... <laughs> That's saying something, too. ...meetings that we'll have. So we won't really touch on that one. All right, uh, all we'll right. go back all the way to uh, July 5th, but... Um, I think we need to do a new segment here on the show. I mean, it's not, I won't want to say it's getting stale. It's not getting stagnant. It's not uh, getting old. But, I mean, we, we need to branch out. We really need to uh, grow new limbs. We need to uh, go to Montessori school. We need to figure out what the hell's going on here. To go one block east. We need to take our finger paintings, <laughs> and we need to go down to the county courthouse. Um, and we need to talk about a group that meets, what, Tuesday? First Tuesday? Okay. Maybe. Is that them? I don't know. They're the county commissioners. Uh, there's three people. <coughs> I'm just going to call them people. <laughs> That's a Nine good... times out of ten, you're just going to three old white men. And uh, Yeah, ten times out of ten. Ten times out of ten. Okay. I think it's like a 100% success rate probably for the county commissioners for uh, Yellowstone County here. Um, we needed to, you know, look in to see what these professionals, these Three tried and true professionals are, uh, you know, working on what they're doing, how they're handling life, um, projects, mm-hmm. things, if you will. So you've got Don Jones, you got Dennis Pittman, and you got Mr. John Osland. Oh, one and three, only. Uh, representatives for Yellowstone County on the commissioners. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. oversee a plethora if you will, Hefe. <laughs> Do you even know what a, it's the second time today that reference has come up? But uh, recently, they've been talking about the Metro. Yeah. Uh, For the last three years. Sure. They've been doing that. Um, so uh, these guys are really professional. They don't, they don't muck around. Unerringly, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are serious people who come to meetings prepared and uh-huh. prepared, I mean make a difference in their community absolutely i mean they're going to talk to each other with um the utmost respect yep um the just motivated platinum level of decorum Mm. for any meeting you've ever seen i Mm -hmm. mean if you've ever seen robert's rules of orders this this is pales in comparison 
to what they're talking about in this meeting. <laughs> it's majestic. Oh, I can't wait. staff to actually look into that and, and see what was going on there. But I don't know, I haven't seen anything, and I know the general manager at the time stood up and said, there's no way I'm going to do anything with it. We don't so. seem to be putting much stock in our Metro staff, although I do, but I think we should do what we said, and we should issue a proposal and hire a company to study the private versus public solutions, look at the publicly managed facilities, Bring them back to this board so we can compare apples Great. to apples. I like apples. So delicious. We did that, and and you asked for that, and we did it. And then when we brought it forward to higher venue solutions, you voted no, because that wasn't the answer you wanted. And so you you That's actually not said accurate. you it is accurate. No, See, is. this is where the problem is with you and the way you vote. <laughs> then what you tell people isn't the truth. The simple fact is, and and someone keeps asking it. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Um, Michael. Michael. Bingo. You. Um, you know, it. who tore down the barns? Um, I sat in a meeting where you yelled and screamed, oh my gosh, where, how did the barns get torn down? Who authorized this? And then you actually had to send an email saying, oops, I guess I voted for it and didn't remember doing so. Show the me reality the paperwork is, on that. I, I absolutely will, but we voted <laughs> for it. Absolutely. I will get them. No so the simple it's fact is, is we, we voted we budgeted, we actually paid for having the, the barns, um, yep. the asbestos removed for yep. the purposes of taking them down. You okay. were all part, you were part of that. And then you act like I didn't have anything to do with it. So this is not true. Let's get back but, on the sorry. subject that we All right, so yeah. that that's a good live look in for yep. your county commissioners. Just a little sample, uh, just a gold medal in decorum and progress, if you will. There, figuring out. I don't exactly know what they're figuring out at this point. It seems like a giant clusterfuck, and yep. Uh, from what I've read, the Chamber of Commerce has now joined in to put their two cents in, mm. which is ex always exciting. I wasn't aware of that. Yes, they, they're. I believe they are backing the uh, privatization of Metro Park Management. Mm. Honestly, I could keep two shits just as long as the Metro is full of as much pro country as we possibly can cram in there <laughs> that's, that's in the, 52 weeks out of the fucking year. I don't the care. very important part. Give me some goddamn revenue on that place. Yep. Tear down all the barns and just build four Metros on there that mm. we can fill with mm. four bro country acts. Mm. Every day of the year, 365. Sounds good to me. Sell it out, dude. Just yeah. sell it out. Okay. Uh, so, uh, moving on, we go to uh, July 5th, uh, 2022, a four-hour and 33-minute cavalcade of a meeting, uh, which includes a public safety update. Cavalcade. A, a safe routes to school plan update, a street fees update, and a land use update. Um, okay. One main thing I took away from it was kind of a reminder for you that EMT is in the state of Montana, not an essential service. Um, so at any point, it's a luxury. Yeah, it can just go away. Yeah, it'll just it could just disappear. 
Who needs ambulances? It's true. Uh, but on the July 5th meeting, uh, we had Scott Twido and the judge, which will not come to me right now, but he's in one of the clips that we got here in okay. this clip-heavy episode. Uh, but it explains a lot what's going on at the county level, what Scott Twido's dealing with, and rather me blabbing on about it. You can listen to a, I wouldn't call it a long clip, but it's just sort of the necessary amount of time to understand exactly what's going on in the city and the county level. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to do on the state level, um, Council Member Peerington was at the last meeting, which just met uh, last week on June 28th. Gross. It was the first, and that's a typo on that first line. The two meetings that occurred October 27th, September 29th, that should be 2021. I've been to every one of those meetings. I could not personally attend the June 28th meeting in Helena, but I attended by Zoom. Any one of you, Damn it's Scott. Zoom. It's very easy to use. There's the legislative website at the bottom. You can go down there and you can watch these sessions. You can write in written comments. You can do whatever you want. If they hear from council members, I think it has a lot of impact. Um, I want to go on grinder. But what was important about the June 28th meeting that we had last week is under our rules, under this oversight council, which I am a member of, appointed okay. by the Department of Justice, okay. we advanced several bills for consideration for the next legislative session. And how we have to do that is this council is kind of a pseudo interim legislative interim committee we have to forward what we want to advance or put a placeholder in for uh the interim committee of the law and justice interim committee which is the official legislative committee that will take those up uh, we have sponsors for all of these bills lined up in fact um, just an fyi this council is chaired by representative usher who is a local representative here he's a business owner in, in billings Go and also on the council there are four legislative Not members representative kathy kelker who's another uh, member of our community they want to revise sentencing laws for theft mm -hmm. which will affect misdemeanor theft which would be dealt with in your municipal court and dealt with by your law enforcement officers Ben, go back to justice reinvestment. One of the things they did with misdemeanor theft is they decriminalized it for a first offense, meaning that your officer didn't even have the power to arrest somebody that steals if it's their first offense. They want to do they want to do away with that and change that back to allow for the power to arrest, allow the power to detain. And then the other one, there was a recommendation of some other folks, and I think it's a very good idea, though, it'll make my office even busier because obviously we have a lot of vehicle theft going on in, in Billings, but. The theft of any vehicle make it a felony. Um, the the consideration there is um, why do we tie a vehicle to you know the vehicle's value to whether it's a felony or a misdemeanor? I always thought that was ironic because <laughs> I, I'm my wife and I do really well. We have multiple vehicles. If someone steals my vehicle, it's a nice vehicle. I still have another vehicle or I have a way to, I have resources to do that. But if you take it from one of our fellow community members that's barely making ends meet and they have like a $600 car, you take it from them, it's devastating to them. It's the effect on the victim. So it's more of a victim-based type of deal. So there could be more, uh, can be done with that. So theft of any vehicle or felony. Um, one of the other big ones, and this one has got some more <laughs> yeah. work to do, but we do have the, the placeholder in place. Regulate sober living houses, recovery residences. So uh, I know a lot of you have, have taken up this issue on the sober living and the explosion of sober living in Billings. I certainly have been there as well, um, trying to cobble together a system so we can at least keep tabs on what's going on with these places. Um, they really wrote some good legislation based on 
uh, the state of Tennessee who really dealt with this issue. Tennessee. They're about 10 years ahead of us on this. They had the Tennessee. same explosion. Tennessee. Some of these mid-sized Tennessee. communities in Tennessee really saw this. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, neat. The Department of Public Health and Human Services for the state uh, has taken the lead on this, and they are probably going to be the regulatory uh, department. Judge uh, Carter, all is there, and done. I got it. But hey, yeah, David. what's Damn important it. with Got regard it. to that is Billings is the only one that's really seeing a sober living explosion. Shocker. The rest of the state really isn't. Um, and so Billings <clears throat> needs to take the lead in making sure that that gets through, that there's some regulation. It was interesting. Um, in the uh, May meeting, <laughs> we had some okay. sober living operators from Billings testify in front of the council. And... <laughs> One of them that has run some sober living establishments that have been here a long time. They've been well established. They're they're sort of nationally certified. They were essentially begging the council to regulate the profession, to regulate the, yeah, the, right. the this yeah, the recovery residence type thing. And yeah. so the council really took that to heart. And so we have that in the pipeline. So that will go a long ways to maybe help deal with the the issue yeah, we've seen over the last few years. And then mine that I drafted myself, create additional definition for persistent felony offender. Again, one of the unintended consequences, which I think is partially responsible for this nonsense. Uh, took away a tool that prosecutors had to deem someone a persistent felony offender when they uh, continue to repeat commit felonies in a community like Billings. And so basically that definition um, is if they're on active supervision by a probation officer, a parole officer, uh, they're on inmate release, whatever it is, um, and they commit a new felony and they have two prior felonies, they can be considered a persistent felony offender with much more uh, stringent penalties and gives the prosecutor uh, much uh, greater, I guess, leverage over the person to get the case resolved in a timely and appropriate fashion to get these people where they need to be, and that's out of the community. Mayor, members of the council, my name is Judge David Carter. I'm the Justice of the Peace for Yellowstone County. Carter. I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here today. DC. I think I'm here as a... Not John Carter, the character from the Disney movie, but the judge from Billings. Wait, is... For a listener at home. Jimmy Carter? No, not the peanut farmer. No, uh, Habitat for Humanity. There's a different guy. Carter in oh. the Disney movie. Oh, that's John not. Carter. No, that doesn't no. make sense. No. This is a different Carter. He's okay. a he's a judge here in town. He's the guy a person. With the brewery, right? Carter's. No, that's a different Carter. <laughs> okay, that's a. I'm confused. That's Greg Carter. Oh, Greg, that's right. The second. <laughs> okay, now um, I'm clear. Go ahead. Okay, all Dave. right. Just just want to clear that up for you at home. <clears throat> I know you 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 know keeping tabs. <laughs> you know, just like uh, when you're playing like license plate bingo on the, the interstate, and you're like oh, Carter, Carter, Carter. Got it, got it. Yeah. And then you hear Carter again, you're like. Wait a second, I've already got Carter. So if you're ever so, downtown and you see a guy with a cart. Yeah, that's not the right one. That's David Carter, the okay. Justice of the Peace. There we go, yeah. Clear okay. that up for you. Go there ahead, go. cool. Representative also of the Criminal Justice Coordinating Committee. That's a committee that's made up of public officials and some private individuals, mostly local and or state officials, probation and parole, all the law enforcement agencies and representatives from the courts. There's also a subcommittee that's addressing jail overcrowding, often also referred to as jail intelligence. The point being is this, and I think the theme is we have seen obviously a difficulty associated with the jail that is Yellowstone County Detention Facility, which is under the authority of the Yellowstone County Sheriff, not become the tool that is necessary for law enforcement going forward. Um, jails 
There's lots of nostalgic versions as to what they are. Realistically, they can serve multiple purposes. The one purpose, though, that seems to be missing from a public safety standpoint, and I think that you probably as representatives here from your constituents, Mm -hmm. is so there's jail overcrowding. Can someone go to jail? Will they be let out, et cetera? You sort of hear these individual statements. But... It's the constant statement that I hear from law enforcement is is they don't have the ability to take someone to jail except in the most significant of cases. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're taken to jail and held. There's sometimes just a purpose of having the jail as a tool. And that tool, and I think that would be reflected mostly also by Chief St. John's comments, is that you have officers on the street that need to take steps in the moment. And if they have that tool, and it's one of many tools, it's not the exclusive tool, it's one of many, then you have enhanced public safety. Um, Since about 2015, I've been working. So if you have an enhanced public safety and you keep doing the same thing over and over again, which is take these people and throw them in jail, Mm -hmm. and the same problem keeps happening over and over and over again, is it a tool at that point? That means it's working. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I'm struggling to understand with that statement. You with me? Cool. Okay. So what we need to do is get a 53-foot shipping container. <laughs> we need to place it somewhere in downtown Billings. Mm-hmm. We'll use that as a tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll just take the tool and we'll just morph it into a different tool. That's the tool. That's the tool. I mean, if I'm using a tool at work and it, say I'm digging a hole... So I'm digging a hole, but I'm using a, you know, a flathead screwdriver. I'm like, this isn't working so good. Yeah. Need a different tool? Maybe I should, I don't know, investigate and maybe get a different tool that would make this hole bigger and more efficient and, you know, not mar up my flathead screwdriver. Yeah. That's a... It's an interesting thought. Okay. Okay. Continue. In conjunction with the county commissioners to address the issues, and most notably also with the sheriff, to continue to push forward for a more efficient process at the jail. There will always be comments with regards to, is the jail big enough, the size of our community, the demographics? I think County Attorney Twido did an excellent job of discussing sort of what is a huge makeup of the jail and where the trends while there will be always these comments back and forth, it's my position that if you can't have the best working and most efficient process, then you can never, ever go to the community and ask for money. So have the most efficient process before you ever want to do something, and whether it's today, five years, ten years, any time in the future. And I'm not making that recommendation. That's the recommendation that you would make as members to your constituents, county commissioners. It's my job, and I work in conjunction with the people that I care about and work with to get to the best use of the resources that are available. So we have a pretrial services, the criminal justice coordinating committee makes a recommendation. Where we are now is we kind of have a committee that has a subcommittee, shocking, right? And there's always that subcommittee that has made the following recommendations. One, that there needs to be a coordinated effort between all the respective courts. There's a nostalgic version that someone is arrested, they go to jail and they have like this one case. They got arrested for this. That is not reflective of what the current criminal justice system is. What you have is someone may have multiple cases, sometimes in multiple courts. 
So you may have a warrant for traffic in municipal, a warrant for traffic in justice court. You may have a new felony. You may have a probation revocation and a new felony. The point being is all these courts need to coordinate in a better way to use the information so that there's some sort of standard, there's some norm, and then as a result, we determine if this person needs to be in jail (laughs) or does not need to be in jail. Not necessarily always because it's good, bad, right, wrong, but it's the most efficient use of the resources. The second recommendation is is that, and and one of the big things I think um, County Attorney Twido could also highlight if, is that case duration is a the significant issue, not just in terms of like what you see who's in the jail, but why they're in there. So. We have longer case durations by felony, okay, offenders year after year. So you have a stacking up and or an overflow problem or overlapping problem. So you have case duration issues. It has to do with the, obviously the size of the caseload, the number, I mean, law enforcement is extremely efficient, in my opinion, in Yellowstone County, all the agencies. And as a result of it, there is always cases that are being prosecuted, whether they're being prosecuted from a probation standpoint or they're being litigated and prosecuted from a new felony standpoint. But you have people in jail for longer periods of time for various things. Okay. One of the things that's always noted, and the jail currently is now almost always breaking 500, so it's 500 to approximately 560 or 570. These are numbers that I have not historically seen until very recently. The problem we're starting to see is is that we continue to attempt to resolve these cases. So resolving them is either reaching a case where there is not going to be secured detention, there is no jail or prison sentence or DOC sentence, Department of Corrections, or there is going to be one and that person is then transferred outside of this local facility to a Department of Corrections facility. As a result of that, that combined with, I think, the excellent data that County Attorney Twito has provided is what is creating this huge problem. So there's an attempt to sort of deal with the revocation issue. So if you have people who have a new felony but also were on felony probation, there can be two different timetables associated on how to resolve those. One has a trial. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt, obviously a member, a twelve-member jury, etc. Those are more sort of long-driven, evidence-based, oriented situation, which (laughs) is what you normally would think is a criminal justice system. There's a revocation process, which can be much more expedited. There's been a recommendation, and in fact, actually, there's being pushed forward in at least one of the departments and possibly two of the departments is a pilot program to see and then make that recommendation to the other remaining eight departments. Those are two of the sort of major issues that we're seeing. We're getting close. If we can get to this idea, (laughs) even without all the other grandiose things that you hear, that the jail can somehow be seen as a tool again for law enforcement, I think you have enhanced public safety. With that, I'm going to use my advice that I give to litigants, which is to be prepared, be brief, and be gone. So this is a lot. I mean, we Judge Carter could talk, uh, he and I could talk on the revocation process for probably hours. It's very hours. complex. But what you need to know about it is, that the problem, I guess. if you yeah. have this percentage of repeat offenders, it's very high, right? You're at that right around that 50%, 45 to 50%. You've got the active case. You've got the revocation. That's going to create this t- 
timeline that's going to be expanded. Unless we, we do something to reduce that time frame, you're going to put more and more pressure on a jail. Yep, so me. again, that goes back to what Judge Carter said about I we're trying to gather this jail process. intelligence to figure out who's in the jail, yep. why they're in the jail, how long they're in the jail, and the one yep. commonality in all of it is not the misdemeanor pressure on the jail. That doesn't exist. It didn't exist in 2017, and I told the legislature that. It, Judge Kohler's been a good partner in public safety and realizing the pressure in the jail and trying to do her best and i think she talked about that tonight but she did a little bit um what's in there are these got people that are in there longer and longer for longer periods of time because we've gotten to this place where we're not dealing with the first thing that led them into the system because they commit a new crime so quickly it just builds on itself and that's just going to increase the amount of time and i and i get it from a defense attorney standpoint looking looking at the system in their eyes i have to be realistic i mean that's a difficult person to deal with right they're they're facing significant issues here and they're facing significant prison time potentially if you commit multiple felonies that's a hard person to deal with. So that takes time. We're trying to flip it on its head. And so the revocation process is a much, it's an administrative process. There's still due process, but it's, it's, it's not as big to get that resolved as it is to get a case that's still set for trial, if that makes sense. Judges, when you're talking about the volume of cases that our judges are having to deal with in this department or in other busy departments in, in the state, clips. such as yeah. like Fucking Helena, it's, judici- it's district court judicial top. departments are busy. Great Falls is busy. Um, you're talking about if you did that and a person violated potentially bringing everybody back in front of that judge if they're violating the sentence as opposed to or moving them within the, the system of corrections. DOC allows that to be handled administratively. Um, and I don't know if, if the state is prepared to eliminate that. I'm, I'm real fearful. Okay. Councilor Bernice. <laughs> so there you go. That's the long John Carter. Uh, from what they, their vantage point, what they are dealing with on a daily basis here in Yellowstone County, uh, city of Billings with Kohler, John Carter, and Mr. Scott Wido. There at the county. Lots to unpack there. That's not a <clears throat> it's not a simple situation at all. No. They um also don't seem to be <laughs> approaching anything about what's causing the people to commit these crimes in the first place. But yeah, they, it has a twinge of that, doesn't it? Yeah, there's they're overlooking the fact that people are desperate and hungry and addicted yeah. to things. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, I guess they don't really that's not in their wheelhouse. That's not in their purview, I guess, as a you know, a county attorney or a judge. I mean, I, I get the sense that they need to stay, not stay in their lane. I guess that probably be the, the way to describe well, stay yeah. in their lane. They can only do what they can do. It's not like they can yeah. solve the entire fucking problem mm-hmm. from where they're they're standing. Um, that requires a consensus of people doing a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work, yeah, but. It does seem a little dehumanizing, but I mean, I guess as far as they can tell, all they see is numbers. So, yeah, that's not an easy one to solve, <clears throat> except for, uh, you know, the jail is as a tool. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an interesting way. To it's almost it like it, it doesn't work as a tool anymore, really. Yeah, almost. It's like, hey, you're gonna go to jail, and you're gonna get. A roof over your head, and you're gonna fed. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Dang it, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I I keep hearing that. Well, everybody knows that the jail's overcrowded, and so they know they won't go to jail if they get arrested, so mm. they just do these crimes. Well, I'm not fucking doing the crimes, and I know the jail's overcrowded, and I won't stay in jail if I do the crimes. <laughs> They're doing the crimes for a different reason. They're not just doing the crimes because the jail's overcrowded. Yep. Um, um. It might be slightly emboldened sometimes by that fact, but uh, probably not as often as some <laughs> law enforcement think. Right. But, yeah, right, right. it's fucking kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Like, they're doing the crimes because they're addicted to a fucking horrific yeah. substance or they're trying to deal with childhood trauma. And The reduction of it down to, you know, the, uh, uh, what was Carter saying, the uh, nostalgic way? Yeah, the nostalgic way to look at it. Yeah, which is... You get arrested for a thing and then you go to jail and go to and court for the thing. You come out and you find, obviously... The Judeo Christian God, and then you, you you just yeah, I mean, all is forgiven. Yep, you just find the straight all and narrow, set. and off we go. Tell you nostalgia. When somebody says nostalgia, I think jail. Yeah, <clears throat> I sure do. Mm-hmm. I think John Wayne and Western Justice, <laughs> but onward pioneers. Am I right? John David Jimmy Carter did explain. Are we talking about? Oh, we're back to Peanut Farmer. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> he did explain pretty well that. Everybody who's in jail has, like, five different things going. And if you're arrested in the middle of the city for a felony, that is prosecuted by the county. Sure. Uh, Obviously. And if you're arrested in the middle of the city for a non-felony, that's prosecuted by the city. (laughs) So you're going to have two different court dates and two different sentences and two different... Just just send it to your Gmail. You're fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody, we all need a citywide Google Drive for everybody to share. <laughs> Just pass out the, send out the password with power bills. <laughs> and we can just... Oh, wait, you don't live anywhere? Well, um, uh, jeez. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Here's your smartphone. Here's your smart. Here's your burn phone. Yep. Here's your Ryan Reynolds Mint Mobile, spin, you know, <laughs> fucking cell phone. Figure get, it out. Get the password from Matt Lundgren. <laughs> use, the, use his address as yours. And... Yeah. So uh, I thought I, uh, when I was watching this, I thought uh, longtime friend. Uh, first time caller. First time caller. Uh, just a massive contributor to the podcast. Uh, Frank Ewald was yeah. going to, you know, rock himself out of his seat during this oh, entire presentation. Buddy. Yeah. I mean, he was... Just getting after it. He was rain manning in that back row. <laughs> With his extensive education of criminal justice and uh Yes. Yeah. I mean I mean he's he's got his finger on the pulse. You know what I've always said? Yes. If you're good at building HVAC ducts, you know a lot about the criminal justice. This is true. System. I think you did concrete too, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's AC died, and they made an emergency call to get it fixed, and he was the one who showed up. Oh, my God. I'm <coughs> and sorry. And this friend has spoken in front of him at city council. So. <laughs> well, he's, I'm sure he's probably perfectly He seemed good capable. at compartmentalizing it, and he did the work well and nice. took care of everything. So for <laughs> having been an asshole to them earlier, he sure took care of their AC well. Hey, you know, it's... So We're not it's using all green, man. It all spins the same, right? Absolutely right. That's um, what he says. So that was the July fifth one. I'll bet his. I'll bet his invoices are very well itemized too. 
when he sends you Do you think they're handwritten? Probably. I think they're probably in triplicate. But they're down to like fractions of cents, I'm Ooh, sure. Ooh, yeah. thousands. Nice. Oh, it'd be fun to go over one with him, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, here it says <laughs> this many hours, but <laughs> I was here, and you were here for 2.71 hours, not 2.75. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just take all my money and leave. Thank Andy you. Zeller, call him to do some work <laughs> at your house and then tear his invoice apart. All three of them, because it's in triplicate. I mean, uh-huh. You're, you're going to get a white one, you're going to get a yellow one, and a pink one. Yep. Um, and you're probably going to get a pick ticket, which will probably be blue. Yeah. And he's probably going to run your debit card on one of those old impressioning machines. Oh, yeah. too. Shock, shock. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got her. I knocked her out. That's it for the Chivas 12. Mm. Scotch blended whiskey. Thank you, dear listener, who Thank donated that. Very much. It was tasty. It was mm. nice. It was smooth. It was just drinkable. It was mm. delicious. Great memories. Chivas Riggle. 12 year scotch. <clears throat> yes. So we've gotten through uh, one meeting. Uh, we haven't even talked about fireworks. Oh, Not boy. Me. Oh, man. Oh, boy. You know what we should do? We should create an ordinance on... No, who cares? No one cares. <laughs> nope. No one cares. Everybody wants to blow something up. Yeah. Light a smoke bomb. Yeah. Just At least let it go. It was wet this year. Everything was fine. Sure. It was loud as fuck for two days before. Oh, my God. Night of. Insane. Mm-hmm. And then several days afterward, it kind of tapered off. We're still getting a little bit of it. Yeah. It was it was hard uh, from where you know where I live. It was hard to tell the difference between the fireworks and the gunshots. Yeah, but I, I figured it out. How is Syria these days? It's not great. Okay, um, that's all right. There has been some things happening. Yeah, I mean we're on a good streak right now. We're at three three nights in a row where something cool. happens. Nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Fireworks, we here at the packet. I mean, we're we're in full support of fireworks. Just decriminalize it wholeheartedly. Endorse much like drugs. Just yeah. just let it loose. Let it rip. We don't even have to decriminalize it. Just everybody do it, and the cops won't be able to do anything about I it. I love it. Just great. And you might get arrested, but you know what? That's your civic duty. That's right. You're disobeying an unjust law. That's fine. And uh, and never mind your brother or your sister or your friend or your father or your mother who may have PTSD from. The many wars that we have sent our our brethren to <laughs> our that, that can't even focus with, with that kind of sound going on mm-hmm. because I mean obviously freedom has no 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 muffler no if you will yep if you will yeah. freedom has no muffler yeah boy if the if an ever an apt statement was ever uttered by my dumb face <laughs> do you think Barry Usher sells a T-shirt out at the Harley Davidson store that says freedom I, has no muffler I would hope so yeah doesn't, if he have doesn't have a catalytic converter I know that yeah <laughs> well not anymore nope 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 <laughs> got stolen uh July 11th oh. I don't think the the graffiti was on that one for which is our next clip when I have that right down uh curb cuts yeah. Curb cuts are a thing. Very exciting. Very exciting. There was a development out in the Heights. Um, a couple gentlemen came to speak at council. Um, one the week before. Seems to, they didn't have a lot else, you know, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're worried about townhomes and curb cuts. Yeah. And, uh, Not now. Not ever. Yeah. That's the sensation I got from it. Uh, what else on that one? Uh, Lincoln Apartments, so the old women's shelter downtown, mm-hmm. uh, was bought by uh, the uh, Independent Republic of Quarter Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought that and they are going to turn it into uh, apartments, basically crack houses. 
No. Well. Yeah. Well, for sure. Well. Well. Um, Sober living for out-of-state felons <laughs> who are on the sex registry. You heard it here first. <laughs> also, uh, no, they had people to... living in there, and they sort of rolled it over into that they could still live there and had a place to live, which was kind of nice. Sure. It was nice to see. Um, but they're turning uh, the old women's shelter into, I don't want to say high-end. It's just sort of just apartments, living yeah. areas. and Market-level um, departments, basically. Yeah, on that, that basement level. But I think the second and third floor are a little more affordable. Yeah. In the 100 to 1,000 range, probably. Sure. Okay. Um, but uh, as Councilmember uh, Frank Nee said, was well on their way to uh, a thousand more housing units. Well on their way. On the uh, downtown corridor. So if by you will. 25 more, yep. we are well on our way to a thousand. Yep. yep. Yes, indeed. The longest journey starts with a single step. Mm. <laughs> and that's a thousand a year, by the way, which has which is what was uh, recommended. Not just a thousand total. By who? Who was this person? Housing study thing, whatever, doesn't mm. matter. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So that was the 11th. Mm. Uh, Stunning we're... stuff. <laughs> like we said, we really drill down here. Dazzling. Pack. Um, <laughs> let's see what else was on that one. Uh, the uh, purchase of pre-manufactured restroom at North Park. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was on there, 209410. So that's happening. Well, uh, that's playground equipment at Comanche Park, 103,000. Yeah. Which was... I, I love that because Comanche Park. If you don't know where Comanche Park is, I have no idea. You're not alone. <laughs> okay. Um, Did you, you know? I do indeed. Did you before though? Yes. Okay. Good. Oh yes, I was part of said. Uh, oh yeah. Committee that approved such thing. Congratulations. Uh, if you ever been down to uh, WMK Steel, if you gone across the railroad tracks there at uh, oh, yeah, not Maloney, yeah, yeah. but uh, Mulholland Drive. No, that's not the right one either. There's the furniture place. There's the Able Hobby Store. Mm-hmm. And as you're going around the corner, kind of a lazy corner, mm-hmm. come up to Daniel Street. Mm-hmm. So before you get to Daniel Street, you look to your right. That's where kind of Comanche Park is. It's kind of tucked back in this at the corner unique, of Moore and Monad, and then yeah, up. unique residential area that's been kind of lost to time. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's I why mean, Joel lives there. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just almost to the point where, like, they just, like, parks would show up and then they would just sort of take out, you know, implements, basically, like, swings and stuff. like The latest broken, well, rusty thing. Falling apart. Yeah. And then ultimately it was just, like, one swing. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but it was just very desolate and yeah. very under, underutilized. And a scene from a music video in the grunge era, just one Perhaps. rusty swing. Per- in the middle of a weedy lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Was that T2? Or oh, yeah, it? when the kid got its uh-huh. skin melted off of it. Yeah. Yep. Hands on the, on the screen there. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so that's Comanche Park. <laughs> that's Comanche Park. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're talking about now, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like right north of that. It takes a lazy turn. What is the name of that street that comes off of? God, it's just terrifying going through. Every time I go through the intersection, like, I'm just yeah, it's panic. The, it's the one that's, like, two lanes with a median, but it's both. There's a median. There's two lanes. It's a big, wide line on Laurel Road. Is it East Laurel Road? 
That's but there's like like, there's like four lane. You can take a right. You can take a left. But I mean, it's it's two streets right next to each other, really, because there it's two two way lanes with a median in between them. Uh That's weird. Yeah, it's terrifying. All right, cool. Comanche Park, new new playground equipment. Awesome. Go Hank. Hey Joe, I'm surprised you didn't uh, just excuse yourself from that vote because you know somebody lives right there. Oh, this is true. I, I I brought it up and I was. I was uh, granted access you to were voting. Roundly mocked. Yes, I was <laughs> and asked to, to I was, vote. I was flogged. That's nice of you, though. Publicly flogged. Good work, buddy. Thank you. Making that's, a difference. That's what we do here. Uh, Parks are important. You want to talk about graffiti? I Desperately. Mean, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, you know who likes to talk about graffiti? Roy Nice. And me. And you. You know who knows more about graffiti than Roy Nice? John Graffiti. Well, everybody in the entire world. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, but also, yes. Thank you, Mayor. John Graffiti. <laughs> this is an area that I have asked for for a long time. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so excited like... to ask me this question. Oh I, I am. I, I'm excited that, that we, you know, I, I, I have to say <laughs> the, the word proactive code enforcement always still scares me. Going full Tina Because I just vision, vision people out there going out there and tell you, blade of grass is too long and they right cite it. So I'm mm. hoping that never comes to that. That's but exactly it, it, how it works. In Good lieu job. Of that, I, I'm really excited that you've done things beyond what I expect, like expanded hours. Oh. That's terrific. I find that all the time when I'm trying to uh, contact a company. It's like they're closed. And yeah, it's almost like a company has hours that you can just like look up and go, hey, this Weird. is when I work and this is when I don't work. Yeah. Maybe you should call when I'm working. And maybe you should not call when I'm not working, mm-hmm. say, like at 7.30, when normal people don't work. Yeah, absolutely. In capitalism. Yeah, especially normal uh, local government bureaucrats. Yeah. Not usually on the clock at 7.30 p.m. By God, we got to have people on call so you can call in and say, hey, <laughs> there is a giant penis on the side of this <laughs> building. I can hear my neighbor's speakerphone. Take care of it. <laughs> And so this is really great because we're here to serve the oh. public, and that's what you're doing. So, so great. Uh, kudos to you because that kudos. was well beyond what I thought. It's a great granola bar. Um, Delicious. Um, the whole idea of, of graffiti, I'm going to hold you to this because I heard you say that the city would be graffiti-free. Oh, shit, Roy. I said mostly graffiti-free, oh, uh, and I also said years. Okay, yes, yes, years, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I hope, love that. Yeah, honestly. I hope that's the goal because I, I think that's I think we can do that, and and uh, because I think graffiti yep. leads to other things. I think the, the whole broken window uh, heroin uh, theory of, of of you know this kind of stuff leads to more crime, and I think we. You bet. I, I love that you brought that up, uh, Mr. Roynes, um, <laughs> because I mean. We'll, we'll we'll discuss a little bit about broken windows policy because it's a complete fallacy mm-hmm. and uh, it uh, well, I mean I can't put it any better than uh, let me see uh, Keeling uh, his name was something Q Keeling Bill. I'm gonna edit this to make it look like I'm really smart okay good put in somebody a couple other dudes voices <laughs> George help. Keeling there we go George Q Keeling in 1982 mm-hmm. uh, so Keeling when he was interviewed by Frontline which is a PBS doc series which I recommend you watching it's about uh, the broken windows policy that over the years as he began to hear about 
chiefs, basically chiefs of police around the country, adopting the broken windows policy as a broad policy, he thought two words. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're just asking for a whole lot of trouble. Keeling said, you don't just say one day, go out there and restore order. You train officers, you develop guidelines. Any officer who really wants to do uh, order or maintenance has to be able to answer satisfactory the question, why do you decide to arrest one person who's urinating public and not arrest another? <laughs> and if you can't answer that question, and if you just say, well, it's common sense, you get very, very worried. Yes. <laughs> I would agree. If you're if you're ever wondering, maybe I should just put a link, and or I should just tell you to go to Frontline or PBS.com and watch the whole thing because you can't yeah. specifically say, you know, I, I believe that the whole broken windows policy. If you just re- if you just reference it, then that solves the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. It's, it's not a panacea for anything. It's an oversimplification too, yes. and the broken windows theory isn't actually about broken windows. If there's graffiti on a wall, it is more likely to get graffitied some more. Mm-hmm. That's just 100% true. But that's not really the whole point of the broken windows theory. It's like the appearance of crime uh, encourages crime is the broken windows theory. Mm-hmm. It, the, that's, it's, the, <laughs> the theory is m- metaphorical. Yeah. Actual broken windows... <laughs> It doesn't address a what it brought it sort today. of thing. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Anyway, yes, if there's graffiti on a wall, more graffiti will come because it looks like a good place well, to obviously, and then Russian tanks is going to start rolling through your town, yeah. uh, taking over your city. Immediately. If we can stop that, um, Mayor, I, I agree with the ideas that Cam's, if we could put that in place and, and loan gnomes out so we can help hit those hotspots. Because mm. this is something that is, is um, uh, Councilman Joy, you said, that this is really is disrespectful to people's property. Oh. Mm. Um, it's not a violent property crime, but it's a disrespectful, disrespectful crime there we go. Uh, to that. And we need to do something about that. And so Such I'm really glad that you're working on this. Um, graffiti free. Some of the, the, besides graffiti comments, the other I get is litter, uh, and a lot, of course, is litter along the public right of way. Oh. Uh, is that something that your department is, if, in other words, if I had litter in my yard, you would probably come out and talk to me. Or send you a letter. You'd send me a letter, tell me to clean up my yard. Yeah. If the city has litter in their yard. Hard hitting stuff. Is that something that you would uh, deal with? Send the city a notice. <laughs> we would probably let that department know to to clean it up. We work get with public works together. on mm-hmm. situations like that. If we get a complaint or we see something, we let them. There you go. Yeah, there's the end of that 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 segment. Yeah, she. Uh, I really edited that well. Was uh, abducted by uh, a spaceship. Just yeah. Now. Have you ever seen a fire in the sky? Yeah. That's basically what just happened to the zoning coordinator. Basically. Yeah, that's so. the one where like he got sucked up by the uh, the flying saucer and then came back and it was like he was there for he was with the aliens for a while and then when he came back it was like exactly the same time that he left and so nobody believed him. Is that the one? Pretty much. I think it was in Portland. Yeah. Um, man, we're 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 delving into territory that could 
get us in trouble. Get us in trouble. We don't uh, so yeah, in Portland. I, re- I remember that movie had the nicest like four door square body like suburban yeah, truck. Totally, just a beast of a fucking car. Yep. So yep. could roll over everybody at once. It's amazing how six junior high kids have captured Roy Neese's attention. So, yeah, this is true. Encompassingly, because it, it really is about six kids that are doing all the graffiti. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, all the murals that have been done, like at the Sixth Street Pass, nothing's really happened to them. It's nope. almost like they just sort of need an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and it's I'm, not necessarily a nonviolent thing if you live where I live or maybe yeah. where the dunk dump three point one studios are. Mm-hmm. It sort of means something. Yeah, it can you see it. It sure can. Um <clears throat> I've long advocated for a uh, spray wall in the grass at the um at the skate park. Okay. Because um if there's a legal spot to go do your <clears throat> art, you know, gang tags are a different story. They're just like yeah, it's not a fire hydrant. Necessarily but, you can do about that. Yeah, but if you have a spot where kids can go do their big pieces and they can show off to each other and if there's just a big old center block wall that you can see both sides of and from the street and that's you have permission to spray on that thing whatever you want. Even if it's a big old dick, we can go spray over it or something. Just after two days, if this all gets yeah, it'll get blank slated, covered up by the next dude. So it doesn't matter. Just burn off that energy, man. Yeah, there's a lot of kids with shitty parents or no parents that have absolutely no control over anything in their life, and they just want to go fucking do something on their own, and they don't want to be at home because home sucks. Sure, sure. All right, I'm into it. Anyway, graffiti. Uh, gra- graffiti. Graffita. Uh, graffita. Mm. Uh, if you want to... No, no one wants to. No one wants to listen <laughs> to it. Okay. I can't even condense it into a, like, a coherent statement of... Yeah, that sounds like us. Yeah, just Ewald talking. It's the, I mean... I could give you a clip, but you, it's a clip-heavy episode. I'm not going to give you another fucking clip of him describing his tipping fees. Just give us like to the city a sentence and a half of it of no, a clip. Just, let's just hear his beautiful voice. No, I mean it, he's <laughs> been emailing. Not only that, he shows up at council and gives public comment. Yeah, he's been emailing with Jennifer DeRay. So not only is he showing up at council. And blabbing on about percentage and shit that not even fucking Stephen Hawking himself could follow along with. Yeah, it's because it's all made up. And yeah, it's, I mean it's. Oh my god. No, no basis in logic. So uh, Mayor Frank Ewalt, mm. I mean, is really pushing hard here for. I don't think he'd run for. War two again, but who knows? I mean, what else has he got going? That's true. What else, I mean, you could go county commissioner way, maybe. Oh, that would be a perfect spot Speaking for Speaking of county commissioners, uh, Dennis Pittman, who just got ousted by his own party, by Mitch Morse, is going to run as a write-in candidate is for he? the election coming up. So all right. you got that to look forward to as a voter. And Fuck a it, I'll write him in. That'll be funny. Yeah. That would be pretty funny if yeah. he... Uh, How do you run as a write-in candidate? Do you just... Say you've got to be every time you talk to somebody, he's like you've you've got to write my name in. Yeah, but it's 
it's got to be exactly this or else it's not yeah. going to count. And there's only one N in this dentist. So if you put two N's, it doesn't dude, count. Dude, it's... Also, it's almost impossible to not call him Penis Dittman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's legally impossible. <laughs> yeah. You should be disallowed. That's what they... They shouldn't have asked him. They should have just changed his name to Penis Dittman. <laughs> oh, poor Dennis. Um... And we also got into, if you go to the 18th, we got into uh, Parks and Rec Re- Recreation Funding. So Mike Whitaker, who is the director of Parks and Rec. And just a up, ball of energy. Just a ball. Of, he had the jacket on. I fucking love that jacket. I he, want that jacket. The leather on the, the cuffs, dude. Yeah. The leather on the shoulders. Just, and the elbows. Oh, yeah. Oh. I told you, I walked by his office and that fucker's just hanging up in there. Nice. Yeah. I kind of want to steal it. I love it. <laughs> I don't talk- know. Every time I see him put it on, I just do, I hear the the end of Beetlejuice. You know when uh, when Anna Ryder says, "Come on, let me do it." Absolutely right. Jacket comes on. Here he comes out running around. I'm going to talk to my friends who work at the park department and <laughs> ask them to steal that jacket. We need to retire it. It needs to be like a jersey, like in a sports setting. We just need to Could put you it imagine? in the rafters. Yeah, oh. having that fucker hanging up in here. Oh, I'd love it. I'd want it. Build a shadow box. I mean, like a Michael I know Jordan a guy who can build a shadow box. Absolutely right. Damn right, we could have that. Just wonderful. Uh, they were talking about uh, <laughs> parks land. Yes, in Billings, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the parks land in Billings is a Un- majority undeveloped. Undeveloped, yeah. Yeah, we're talking uh, the rims. You can't do much with it. Mm-hmm. Um, subdivisions pushing further and further west. Um, yeah. You're required by subdivision regulations to have a certain amount of space for green space. Yep. Uh, they're just running up against a lot of uh, problems, if you will, because the PD1 funding, as mandated by the legislature, is you've got to find a different way, Yep. basically, um, and figuring out a way to fund parks throughout the entire city is becoming more and more difficult yeah. as the time goes on. Seems like the more people who lived here, the easier it would be to fund parks, but that's not the case. Fair enough. <clears throat> Maybe uh, we should do what all the anti-tax people say and just drop all taxes, and then private donations will fund everything. Obviously. I mean, yep. that, that worked fine for, I mean, look at the warship. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. What a great use of funds. Speaking of shadow boxes, we got a shadow box for that. For the... Uh, for the warship itself? Oh, yeah, I think so. I wonder where that ended up. <laughs> uh, it obviously has a, it, you know, if you haven't been listening, I mean, that that has been taken off the chopping block, the USS Billings. Yeah, they're going to keep using it for they're another year. Using it, they'll probably send it to, I don't know. Azerbaijan. Sure. Absolutely. Who has submarines? Uh, North Korea, Russia, and China and India. Okay, I can't remember. We'll send it to Australia and then, but not very many. Sit people. around and that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Just to have it hang out in Japan. Sure, I'm into it. I'm yeah. all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened <sighs> here in the grand city of Billings uh, this past like Sunday? That would have been 25th, 24th. Quite, quite the uh, the barn burner of a storm. Exciting storm. Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, a deluge, if you will. It was indeed. I. Drove down into the east end, and uh, in one of the intersections, the water was up to the bottom of the door on the Forerunner. I'll be 
goddamn. Would have definitely been spilling into the into the little red pickups. Nice. Yeah. Well, we went to uh, the Mustang games, the afternoon game. Yeah. S- sweated profusely. Yeah. And then went home. Um, we were sure that we were going to go down to Zest, and the entire store was just going to be inundated by 300 feet of water. Yep. It wasn't. It was perfectly fine. Good. That, I have footage of the alley behind Zest. That shit was churning back there. That's a lot. I mean, it was just like, if you can imagine hail as snow. Yeah. It was insane. Not in former snow, but <laughs> snow. Snow, snow stuff. The real snow. The real snow. That's basically what it was, going down that, that, that alley there. I've never seen a hailstorm, like, last that long. They're usually just, it like, was. a couple of minutes long, and that shit was, like, 15 or 20 it minutes. It wasn't very dense. Hail. It was very, uh... It's kind of light and soft. Yeah. It was, uh, spongy. Yeah. It wasn't, like... Just like, I like my hail. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Delicious. So that happened. Uh, yep, yep. The PIO director, I, I don't exactly... We haven't figured out what she's doing exactly yet, but... Um, Nor is she. <laughs> but she's giving her hell, and you can't fault her for not... No, ha- I think they're trying to figure it out. Which direction. And we should probably give them some leeway to be like, okay, this is where we get the most bang for our buck. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe she shouldn't be announcing that that this, this softball game between the fireman and the policeman raised like 20 bucks. No, it was, it was around 10 grand. Was it a draw? Who won? I don't care. Okay, fair I enough. I really don't care. She didn't. She didn't announce that part. It's, it's yeah. It's like watching a New England Patriots Super Bowl. I can you know give two shits. Yeah, fuck them. At cares? this point, uh, one thing funny that I learned during Strawberry Festival was oh. that um, <laughs> police officers call firemen second responders. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Gonna have to give those firemen a ride to the burn ward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that or have to fly them to Salt Lake because the burn's so bad. <laughs> <laughs>